Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So what I'm doing right now is not normal. I am recording an intro to my intro in my living room with my youngest daughter behind me playing with Play-Doh. These are the times. This is the world we live in right now. When I started doing this podcast, my episodes were supposed to be what we call in the industry evergreen, meaning they can last forever. They can air forever. Whoops. I recorded what you're about to hear about tacos with Joanna Herrera from Mariachi, Mexico, and Armonk. Uh, let's see. It was, it was probably in February, late February, before all of this coronavirus stuff was even real. We, we knew it was a, it was a long time ago. You get what I'm saying. Uh, we were not social distancing. Uh, restaurants were open. It, it feels like a, like years ago. It feels like a decade ago, but it was really not that long ago. And so I've been debating now for a while what to do with these episodes because I recorded evergreen episodes that were in the can. And uh, this particular one uh, was done. Like I had recorded a regular intro and I recorded uh, a tag with dining tips. I mean, how crazy does that sound right now, right? Dining tips, like going to restaurants. Um, I decided in this case to leave the episode but record this just to give you a little preface. One, because these are evergreen and this will live on once we get past this, once restaurants go back to being the restaurants we know and love. So hopefully some of these suggestions I give can help those restaurants too. We have a fun talk about tacos and I think we all need a little levity, a little fun right now. So I wanted to be able to provide people with a distraction. So there's that. And three, it's almost like a little bit of a time capsule because you listen to it and it feels like old times. And we're in a different time. I get that. But sometimes it's nice to remember where we came from. So there's going to be some things in this podcast that are going to feel a little weird. I mention uh, Los Tacos Numero Uno. Uh, They are not open right now. You can't go to them. Uh, Mariachi Mexico and Armonk you can go to for delivery or um, takeout. As of now, hopefully that continues. It's a great place, Mariachi Mexico and Armonk. I did want to put this out there because they are a great small business that should be supported. And um, yeah, I may, I make a mention about a prior episode with Dale Taldi. I changed the order of how these air, so you're gonna have to wait for Dale Taldi. Uh, but otherwise, oh, and then there was also a reference to a West Coast taco trip that I took with four places that I don't know their status right now, to be honest with you. Um, But it was a good story, and it painted a picture of better times with tacos. So anyway, uh, you'll hear the tone of my voice. I'm very upbeat in this episode. It's okay to be upbeat sometimes, but again, this was recorded before coronavirus was a thing, thing, thing. So anyway, hopefully you can enjoy the distraction and enjoy the talk about tacos. And um, yeah, so here we go. Tacos mean everything to me. Tacos means um, my childhood and current times. It's it's almost like the core of my lifestyle. That voice you just heard is that of Joanna Herrera. She is the chef and co-owner of Mariachi Mexico in Armonk in Westchester County, New York. And she is talking tacos with me on this week's Hot Takes on a Plate here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Rob Patrone, and each week here on Hot Takes on a Plate, you get to eavesdrop on the ultimate food fights. 
as I debate my culinary world friends and other eating enthusiasts in their areas of expertise. And Joanna doesn't just love tacos. She obsesses over them. At Mariachi Mexico, Joanna makes her own corn tortillas from scratch, a labor of love. She cooks like a Mexican grandmother would, if that Mexican grandmother shopped at the green market. I first fell in love with her restaurant when I had it on my old TV show, Restaurant Hunter. It's a restaurant she and her siblings inherited from their father. When he opened it originally in 1989, it was Tex-Mex, but when they took it over in 2013, they made the decor modern and hip while making the food more traditional Mexican, which is what Joanna grew up eating. And you see this a lot, parents doing what they think the customers want. It's, it's that commerce versus artistic endeavor sort of argument. So the older generations open a restaurant and it's it's a business. They're, they're trying to make money. So father opens up a Tex-Mex restaurant because he thinks that's what's going to sell in the area. And then the second generation comes in, and you see this with all different types of restaurants across cuisines, where the second generation comes in, and they want to put their own creative stamp on things. They want to modernize. They want to maybe make the ingredients better. And that's exactly what happened here at Mariachi Mexico. Joanna, her siblings come in, and they say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Tex-Mex is fine and all, but that's not how we eat. And we want this to be an expression of us. And it's a beautiful expression, the restaurant. Now, I wanted to have Joanna on because I know I'm lucky to have a platform where I can champion places and people I believe in. And quite frankly, I found it a little bit frustrating that her restaurant is not more popular. It's easily the best Mexican restaurant in Westchester County, but they're they're fighting that misconception you heard me talking about in last week's podcast with Dale Taldi, the idea that traditional Mexican food served by Mexicans should be quote-unquote cheap. Their food is not cheap, and it's not cheap because they use quality ingredients, they put a lot of labor into what they make, the space is modern, the food is fantastic, it's worth every penny. So I wanted to be able to get that message out there and champion this amazing restaurant. But quite frankly, I also just wanted to talk tacos with somebody. Tacos are, they've become a passion of mine. It's one of those things that, you know, early on in my life, I didn't really have much interest or or knowledge about. I just wasn't exposed to good tacos, quite frankly. And when you become exposed to the best versions of things, it changes everything for you. And slowly but surely I got exposed to better and better tacos over my life and then I actually had a a trip out to the west coast a few years ago which I'm going to talk about after the segment with Joanna and my dining tip that completely blew the lid off of everything tacos for me and ever since then I've just been chasing that taco high and it's one of those things that I actually have started making a lot at home taco Tuesday is a big thing in our house but it's not often the ground meat hard shell tortilla it's me trying to make quote-unquote traditional tacos the best I can with the ingredients available to me here in New York. I mean, a great taco, it just has so many layers of flavor and just hits you so many different ways. It, it Really, a great taco, it's the perfect bite. And so I know Joanna has that same obsession about tacos as I do, so I really wanted to talk to her about it and also the fact that she has that Mexican heritage, she has that point of view, she can shed light on things from that perspective. So we get really into it with tacos. We do agree a lot, but we also have our disagreements, especially on the topic of Taco Tuesday. So anyway, here's me and Joanna from her living room in the river towns of Westchester County talking tacos. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
a taco yes should never have two tortillas every taco place you go to it's either one tortilla or they they double the tortillas and i understand why some places double it maybe it's a little bit soupy what's inside and whatnot but i don't want two tortillas like i i want to actually taste the combination of things i want to taste the tortilla i want to taste what's inside it what i don't want to taste is just tortilla it's too much having two tortillas. I need one tortilla. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. You're right. You Thank are you. totally right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I don't see the point of two. Um, one is enough. You, you have enough ingredients for one taco. The extra tortilla goes out the window. Like in your travels and 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 having, you lived in Mexico, correct? Yes, yes. And, and you recently were in Mexico City on a, on a trip. Do you see places there doing two tortillas or is that like an American thing? You know what? Um, some places do okay. um, double up on the uh, tortillas. Um, quite frankly, I think um, a lot of the places that do the double tortilla would be the, the, the street um, places. And I understand um, lots of people are on the go, so they don't pack lunch. They buy lunch outside. So, um, you know, when they double up on the tortilla, it, it would mean, you know, it would mean like a heartier sort of like meal for less, obviously. But um, I think a lot of like the new places are, are really just doing things very differently. So most of the new places and obviously more of like the high end places definitely don't do a, a double or the big tacos that you would see here. Okay, so we're Definitely. in agreement. One tortilla. You yes. don't need two. No, all right. not at all. Next one, the big debate. There's two basic types of tortillas that we're used to seeing. I'm not going to count hard shell in there. I'm, I'm going to talk Please about... Don't. The, the <laughs> I'm going to count corn tortillas and flour tortillas. Okay. Now, my take on this is when done at their pinnacle, at their best, a corn tortilla is better than a flour tortilla. Okay. However, corn tortilla is more finicky. So I feel like this the ceiling for a corn tortilla is higher, but the floor for a corn tortilla is lower. A flour tortilla, while it will, it will never achieve the greatness of the best corn tortilla, is more consistent. The worst flour tortilla is probably better than the worst corn tortilla. So Corn tortilla at its best is better than a flour tortilla, but a flour tortilla is more consistent. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, you're right, but I have mixed feelings. Okay. Um, okay. I, I am from uh, the part of Mexico where we use corn, um, and I grew up eating corn, corn tortillas, that is. Um, there is a part of, it, of Mexico, like a part of the country where, you know, in the, they eat nothing but flour tortillas. So I, I do get that. But even if it's a bad corn tortilla, I think I personally I still want a corn tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll take a bad just corn, you'll take a bad corn tortilla over a good flour tortilla. Yes, for me it's it's all about like I said that that nostalgia of like growing up and, and eating my even if it was a bad corn tortilla. But that's for me eating a taco, eating Mexican food because of you know my but, experience. But there's a difference between like <laughs> the flour tortilla you'd get at the supermarket that's you know, very average versus yeah. like if you've ever been to Los Tacos Numero Uno, they do a really good flour tortilla there. Like it is legit. Like it's not, it doesn't taste like the store bought flour tortilla. It's elevated the way they're quite frankly, their corn tortillas are elevated to me. Like a, a flour tortilla like that is far superior to a 
bad corn tortilla. But you're saying mm. your your childhood memories, you just you yes. can't overcome the childhood memories. You know what it, it's and yeah, it's my personal choice. I I rather corn. I um I don't even think of flour tortillas at all. <laughs> Get that Tex Mex out of here. <laughs> all right. Next one. All right. There's a lot of tacos out there, obviously. A lot of yes. types of tacos. Yes. The best taco for me. Yes. Of all the tacos is an Al Pastor or an Auto Bada, but only if it's made on a trompo, on the spit. I mean, you, a lot of places in the States will do Al Pastor, they'll do Auto Bada. And for those who, I mean, if you don't know, I'm a little disappointed in you, but all right, fine, I'll throw it out there. It's that pork that is marinated in that chili vinegary mixture. It looks almost red. Uh, when it's cooked properly on on the trompo, which is you know the the, the term for spit spit meat, like what you'd see a gyro cooked on, it's got the pineapple on top, and the juices are dripping down, and you get a little slice of pineapple in the taco. So it's a taco that's going to be acidic, but it's going to be spicy, but it's going to be sweet. It's going to hit all those notes. But in the states, a lot of places. They take that meat, they don't, you know, look, a spit is expensive and it takes up space and you have to do a lot of volume to make that work. They'll just take the meat, throw it on a flat top, and it's not the same. To, so this is one with a caveat. The best taco is an al pastor or an autobata, but it has to be on a spit. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Dang it. Definitely. A hundred percent. So that's your okay. go-to. Yes. But it has to be on a spit, right? It has to be on a um, trompo. Yes. Definitely. The, just the cooking is different. Uh, the flavors uh, just marry differently. Yes. And if you throw in a, a, a freshly hand-pressed corn tortilla in the mix, I mean, I that's like heavenly. Yes. Next one. How you top your taco. Mm. Now, there's a lot of ways you can top your taco. There's a lot of things you can put on a taco. If you only get three, I'm going to say you're, you're limited now. You only get three things to put on your taco. You're, you're get, here's the meat, right? You're starting with meat. It's just meat. Okay. Whatever's in it. Now you get to only throw three things on it. Okay. The three that I think are are more important than any others. Uh-huh. Salsa verde, cilantro, and onions. My reasons being salsa verde. Most most tacos, it's either the meat's either gonna be assuming it's meat, it's mm -hmm. gonna be rich, it's going to be possibly spicy. Um, you're going to either way, if it's, if it's hearty and rich or spicy or both, you're going to need something to brighten it up and nothing brightens up better than salsa verde. It, the, the, that nice acidic punch of the tomatillos. You need the cilantro because it adds that freshness and you need the onions because it adds that crunch and a little bit of sweetness. I mean, look again, spicy salsa. I love, but again, mm -hmm. a lot of meats already have a little spice element going, I don't think the cheese is necessary. I think I pico know. is great, but I'd rather have the raw onion crunch. Guacamole, I think, is great, but it can be heavy. I, I love a nice squeeze of lime, but the salsa verde has already given you the acidity. So if you only got three toppings to put on your taco, are you going with mine or do you have any kind of difference there? Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Mixed. Okay. And... Here are my reasons. Okay. Um, I do agree. You need your salsa. Um, but, but what kind of salsa? You have okay. to pick one. Okay. My favorite, it's a medium spicy um, tomato salsa. Okay. And in the summer when we grow tomatoes in the restaurant, I, I use those for my salsa. So, okay. So you're getting a little smoky element. Yeah. All right. So I, I love to char my 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 tomatoes and the uh, jalapenos or serranos that we use. So I go with 
that. Um, herb, yes. Uh, cilantro, not always. Really? Um, so where do you go? You know what? Um, in Mexico, we we uh, use a lot of cilantro, um, papalos instead of Puebla or pipichas, which, you know, the, the, they all add like a different flavor to your to your um, tacos. And um, you'll find them at taco stands. I mean, they'll have like a little pint with, you know, water and, you know, a bouquet of those herbs like there for you to eat. And um, I like those a lot. So I like them on my tacos when available, when I have them. So then tomato, papalor pipicha. And uh, I do like the onion that I do, like a raw onion. I, I think it adds like a nice um, sort of like crunch and just like a very different sort of like, sort of like, it just adds a, like the final touch. Um, you don't need guacamole in your tacos. You don't need pico de gallo. You do need your lime, just a little squeeze of lime. And that's all you but need. But if you only have three, you're cutting the lime, it sounds like. Um, okay, I'll take the lime over the, uh, over the uh, raw onion. Okay, so you're going, you're going an herb that is not cilantro. And you're going a salsa that is not salsa verde. It's right. a, a tomato-based smokier salsa. And you are going lime. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're getting the acid still, but you're adding a smoky element and you're losing the crunch, but you're still keeping herbaceousness. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, if you use papalos, it's, it's, it's a thicker sort of like leaf. Oh, okay. And so it's it, gonna add it, a it does. Crunch? Add, okay. Yeah. It's, it's very different. It's Look, not as I, I, I am not familiar with that herb, so yeah. I'm going to defer to the expert here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal choice. Um, you know, when I do make tacos at Especially okay. at home, I go in that shop. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair so enough. that's my go-to. <laughs> All right. So next one. Unless it's a fried fish taco, aioli does not belong on a taco. Like, I just sort of can't. You're raising your hands. You're, you're feeling it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, to me, it's like, you see a lot of like kind of Americanized taco places. Just, it's, it's sort of an American thing. Let's drop as much heavy, creamy sauces as we can on things to, not that those things don't taste good, but it just it doesn't belong. It's not necessary. It's it's distracting from what should be the star of the show. To me, if you have to put like an aioli type dressing on your taco, it means whatever you're serving inside there, whatever your protein is, is probably substandard and you're masking something. And even if it's a fried fish taco, you don't have to go heavy on it. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Totally right. Totally right. I mean, I yes, definitely. No business. Nada. Out. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Nada. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just, you know, I guess there's not much more to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can add other things to your tacos. Um, if you're doing like the, the uh, fish tacos, you could always do um, an escabeche. Yes. Um, I think that goes really well. Cabbage um, slaw. Yes. When you go to Mexico, that's, you know, that's what you'll find. You won't find aiolis. You'll find like escabeches. So I think you could always add that in. And, and that's making a little bit of an effort as well. Like, you know, just serve something different and fresh. Okay. Next one. I'm curious to see what you think of this one. I think the best thing to happen to tacos in America, as gimmicky as it sounds, oh, is Lord. Taco Tuesday. Uh. I think. Okay. Here we go. So, <clears throat> so hear me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taco Tuesday raised the awareness for tacos. Now, maybe 
the majority of people when they think taco tuesday they think of those hard shell ground beef lettuce and shredded cheese and you know but but what it did is it 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 put it in in the the sort of the mainstream thought process the way like pizza friday does where it's like it becomes something people look forward to and i believe over time america's tastes have evolved where more traditional mexican tacos are now part of the mainstream culture and i think without a taco tuesday i don't know if we'd be there i mean if you were to ask other cultures would they love a day of the week for their dish even if it started off as an americanized version of their dish they'd probably be like please sign me up you know i i think uh I think people would really be into that. And I, and so like I just think that Taco Tuesday for for tacos and for Mexican food in general has has raised the consciousness. And I don't know when did Taco Tuesday even start? I feel like it's like not that long ago. I don't know, but it, it, it my kids look forward to it. I I don't make tacos every Tuesday, but when I don't, they get mad at me. And, you know, my tacos are not... Look, sometimes my wife wants the hard shell. I say, fine, and I make it. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Um, But, you know, a lot of times I I do other things. I love making carnitas in a slow cooker. It's not that hard to do. Um, You know, I don't know if mine is the most traditional. I'm not frying the pork in lard, but it's fine. Um, but anyway, Taco Tuesday, you, it seems like you, you think I'm wrong on this one. I'm not a fan of Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Okay. So why? It's just, um, honest opinion. It's just very gimmicky. Uh, for me, tacos, it's, it's a lifestyle. Uh, for me, I grew up eating tacos. For me, cooking is very personal for me, uh, tacos and, and everything that I cook and that I make at the restaurant. It's not. You know, a Taco Tuesday or, a, you know, God knows, you know. Um, it feels limiting. Like tacos aren't yes. just for Tuesday. No, no, it's not. For me, tacos is every day. For me, tacos is putting the effort into, you know, making my tortillas and shopping for the ingredients and cooking the meat or the veggies or whatever it is that I'm making it with. So therefore, I feel like Taco Tuesday, it's it's just gimmicky. It's just like look at me, look at me, it's Tuesday. And, you know, the rest of the week, it's it's just not. Do you see yourself busier on Tuesdays at the restaurant? Um, I think for us, it doesn't make a difference. Because um, you're not a, a taco restaurant, per se. You're a Mexican restaurant that happens to have tacos and a lot of other things. Yes, we're not. And uh, if you check our social media, there's never like, you know, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday, hashtag Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it's just not... It's just not what we do. It's, you know, we do tacos every day and some days we feature, you know, tacos that are not on our menu that, you know, we shop and and make specifically for that day or or weekend. And so therefore a Taco Tuesday, it's something that we don't, we don't do. I mean, we obviously serve them on Tuesday and we welcome everyone who wants to celebrate Taco Tuesday, but we're not like, it's Taco Tuesday, come to Mariachi's. Um, And that's just the personal, again, it's, it's just a personal thing. Interesting. Do you think most people, most people who are from Mexico would agree with you or do you, I, I'm, I'm curious like what the, cause I understand both sides of it. It is gimmicky and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's become again, that image of ground beef in a hard shell taco, which is not a Mexican thing. And look, this could be another hot take. I don't have a problem with that taco. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not traditional, but 
I think foods can migrate and change and still be delicious as long as people don't get it confused as thinking it is traditional. I think that's where the danger is. You can enjoy it, but you should also understand that's not how it's done in Mexico City, say. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious because it, it's it, there's the gimmicky side, but is the awareness that comes with it worth the gimmick or is it degrading? Um, I think you have your, you know, mixed batch. Some people do get it. Um, oh, sure. And some people just don't. They want the gimmicky. They walk in and they just want like your your Tex-Mex tackle. And, uh, you know, if you don't have it, you're not traditional enough. So, you know, it's it's a mixed batch. I think a lot of it too, especially in New York where we are, there's not a lot of, you're seeing more, but there's not a lot of like great taco places or traditional sort of taco places. You know, we there are so many taco places that are opening, but they're, they're riffs on tacos, you know, they're doing their own thing. And look, that's okay too, but it's not, I think people sometimes get confused because that they, they only know what they know. Um, and so to find that traditional taco is, it's hard here. Yeah. You have to, you have to work a little harder. There's actually a great place, not that far from where we are recording right now, uh, Tacos El Poblano yes. in Yonkers. Uh, they do the, the Arab tacos, the Arabis, which is, is, is actually, it's funny because if you don't know the history of that and you were served that taco, you would be like, this is not a taco because mm -hmm. the way they do it on a flour tortilla, but they they wrap it in a way where it's not it's not open mm -hmm. the way. It's like uh, a flauta. Yeah, it's, it's and it's and it's a bigger tortilla mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like what we've been trained to think a taco looks like, but it's still a taco. Yeah, well, that's um, that taco um, was born in my home state, Puebla. And this was um, this actually came from a uh, migration of Lebanese people. Yes. And, you know, they that's what they were used to eating. And uh, once they were arrived to Mexico, that's what they had available, flour tortillas. And that's how they started making their tacos. So, yes. Okay, last one. If I were making a Mount Rushmore of most American foods at this moment, the things we celebrate and we consume the most in this country... I think tacos would be on that list. I would say it would be, and I'm talking about just dishes. I'm not talking about cuisines or I'm talking about like more specific things. I think it would be pizza, burgers, tacos, and sushi. I think that's like the, that would be like the four in my opinion when I think about like what, what Americans like, what Americans consume. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Totally right. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. Um, who doesn't like, um, tacos sushi <laughs> burgers <laughs> i mean is there is there something that you would take off that list and, and and something that you think should be on there in place of one of those things um it would sound a little hypocritical but i love salad so i would definitely throw in salads <laughs> but that sounds very hypocritical like oh you just you're just trying to you know throw in like a healthier choice per se um, but I do love salads. I, I, eat salads, I love salads like, too. On the regular, I, I'm but... just thinking in terms of like what the, the um, general public likes coast to coast in between. Um, you know, I think pizza, I think is undisputedly the, yeah. the number one with no. a bullet. And then burgers is just that, that's like that traditional sort of Americana. No. And, um, you know, I think tacos, if you have a day of the week, you're you've made it yeah and 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 the one where it's sort of i feel like i could see people arguing with me would be the sushi one because there's still a lot of people that are like 
wigged out. Oh, you know, raw fish and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Although so much of sushi is not raw fish anymore. Yes, totally. um, but the fact that you can find sushi in gas stations, I think tells you sushi's place, you know, yes. or, or in supermarkets <laughs> or it, it tells you where it is. I, I went on a ski trip years ago to the mountains in West Virginia and there was sushi. So there you go. <laughs> I think your list is, you're totally right. Um, if, if I had a way to add something, um, it would be salads, but. And it's look, okay. that's, that's, a, that's a growing area. You're seeing a lot of fast, casual salad chains. I think... Um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as a cuisine, Chinese-American could make an argument. But the thing with Chinese-American food is there's not one dish that is dominant. So it's like... And we're, we're not talking about cuisines. We're talking about dishes. So even though there are like... Supposedly, the statistics show there are more Chinese-American takeout places than there are McDonald's in this mm -hmm. country. There's mm -hmm. not a... You know, some people, then they think that they think they're beef and broccoli, some think egg rolls, some think, you know, fried rice, some people think general. So you know, it goes on and on. There's not that one dish that just captivates that one thing. So I think, yeah, that's that's, that's just my opinion. Look, if people have a difference of opinion, you know, hit me up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Rob Patron TV. Uh, Joanna, tell me where people can find you, uh, your social media. Um, Johannes80 on Instagram. Uh, That's your personal account. That is my personal account. But um, please um, check us out on social media, Mariachi Mexico, Armonk. Let me tell you, Mariachi Mexico's Instagram, if you are a, a lover of Mexican food, you have to follow because it will make you drool. It's And it's not what I love about your Instagram it, it's not gimmicky. You're not doing these like over the top ridiculous photos of food. It's like it's just stuff that people like myself want to eat. And it always looks beautiful. And there's there's attention to detail in the way you played it, but not in an over the top trying too hard, um, fussy, stuffy way. It's just it's casual, but it's there's thought into it. And you can tell you're like, oh, yeah, this is food made with integrity that I want to <laughs> eat. So definitely if you are ever in Westchester, in the Armonk area, Mariachi, Mexico. Um, and again, the handle there for Mariachi, Mexico, if you want to look at them on Instagram, it's Mariachi underscore Mexac. So M-E-X and then A-K like for Armonk. So again, Mariachi underscore Mexac on Instagram. Check them out. Joanna, thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Thanks a lot to Joanna. Make sure to check out Mariachi Mexico and Armonk. And you heard me reference how I like to make carnitas tacos in a crock pot at home. Well, if you want to see how I do it, go to my Instagram page at Rob Patron TV, R-O-B-P-E-T-R-O-N-E-T-V. I have it pinned to my story highlights at the top of my page. It's labeled carnitas recipe. Check it out. Okay, now for my dining tips. Yes, tips, plural. And I teased this earlier about a trip to the West Coast. This is actually a coast-to-coast -coast dining tip, tips plural, because I'm going to mention a whole bunch of tacos in this one. And it all starts on the West Coast. A few years ago, I went out to San Diego to visit my sister-in-law and her husband, and I had this crazy idea in my head that we were going to do a taco tour, but not just any taco tour. Oh, no, 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 no. All the taco places are south of San Diego in Chula Vista. Now, 
If you don't know that area, Chula Vista is sort of between San Diego and the Mexican border. And we went to four places, each one specialized in a different type of taco. And each one started in Tijuana in Mexico. And these places moved, migrated north across the border to Chula Vista. I put my restaurant hunter research skills to use, did a whole lot of digging, mapped it all out, and away we went. And the first place we went to was a place called TJ Oyster Bar. They're known for their fish tacos. And the thing that struck me about this place was how good a taco you could get for how cheap it was. A fish taco there. Now, it's not a huge fish taco, but it's perfect if you want a small taco. If you ask me, I like smaller tacos. It was $1.25, and it was fresh, and it was perfect. Also got some amazing ceviche there. It was sort of just like the perfect warm-up to this whole thing. And there's a line out the door at 11 a.m., so good. And then we went to a place called Tacos El Poblano in Chula Vista. Tacos El Poblano is in a very small little strip mall right next to a pizza hut. Looked very unassuming outside, but their specialty is mesquite-fired carne asada. And this was easily the best steak taco I have ever had. I mean, it just hit you with that smoky note. Like, you really, really tasted the mesquite wood burning on this thing, cooking the steak. It was incredible. So at that point, I'm like, all right, the bar is set very high. How are we going to top this? Well, then we went to a place called Tacos El Gordo. Now, Tacos El Gordo is a bit of a mini chain. In fact, they even have uh, at least one of them, maybe a couple, in Las Vegas. El Gordo, oh boy, this is a sight to behold. So you go in. And whatever taco you want, you have to stand in a different line for it. Like you literally stand in a line and walk up and just to get that taco that they make for you fresh right in front of you. And then you pay it a register later. El Gordo blew my mind. We went there for the adobada. Now, you maybe you've heard that term because you've been to Los Tacos Numero Uno in Chelsea Market. And they've got a couple other locations now in the city. The adobada, it's basically like an al pastor but it's it regionally different parts of mexico call that sort of thing something different you heard me talk about it of course with joanna it's that spit fired almost looks cherry red vinegar and chili marinated the pineapple they're shaving it off and let me tell you the thing that blew me away about tacos el gordo is i watched him make it as i stood in the line for it and he takes the tortilla And he dips it in the fat that was dripping off of the meat, off of the spit, and heats it up on the flat top that way. And oh my goodness, Tacos El Gordo was just like, what did I just eat? So good. Then we ended at a sit-down place, Aki S. Tezcoco. They are known for the lamb barbacoa tacos. You get three per order. And each one is a different part of the lamb. One of them is lamb head meat. Now, I love lamb, but I got to admit, the lamb head is way gamey. Maybe a little gamey for even me, but still a great experience. And let me tell you, maybe the best margaritas I've ever had, and they were dirt cheap. I mean, the whole thing was dirt cheap. It blew my mind. And that was like a like a taco awakening for me. It was one of the best dining experiences I've ever had, hitting up those four places. TJ Oyster Bar, Tacos El Poblano, Tacos El Gordo, and Aki S. Tezcoco. Those four places, just that experience beat any fine dining you can find. It was so amazing. 
And then, of course, I get out back here home to New York, and somebody tells me, you need to try Los Tacos Numero Uno. So I do. And right away, you can see that the inspiration came from a place like Tacos El Gordo. And, of course, we shot uh, a segment of Restaurant Hunter there, and it was a fantastic segment. And, yes, these guys, that's where they're from, Southern California, northern part of Mexico. And this is what they grew up eating. They grew up eating Atabata. And that was the inspiration. Boy, does Los Tacos Numero Uno nail it. I think you got to go. You got If you're going to go, go to the OG. Go to the one in Chelsea Market. Stand in the line. It moves quickly. There is no seating at Los Tacos Numero Uno, but they also own a fish taco place, Los Mariscos, which is also fantastic. That has a little bit of seating. So what I do is I get my Autobata taco, and then I take it over to Los Mariscos, and I usually get uh, a fish taco as well, because why not? And then I can sit there and enjoy both. But easily the best tacos in New York. Uh, I have yet to have anything in New York that even rivals it. And I honestly, if you ask me El Gordo or Los Tacos Numero Uno, I might lean toward Los Tacos Numero Uno. Now, it might be a familiarity thing at this point because I've had so many of them. But yeah, I mean, I tell people last meal on earth, it'd be one of those Autobata tacos. That's how good they are. So if you've never had a real deal Autobata or El Pastor please, please, please do yourself a favor. Go to Los Tacos Numero Uno, or if you're on the West Coast, Tacos El Gordo, hit up all those places. That is my long-winded but hopefully enjoyable dining tip for you. Now, before we go, I want to let fans of Restaurant Hunter know that a whole bunch of old episodes of the show can be found on Verizon Fios On Demand, including the one with Los Tacos Numero Uno. That was our city staycation episode, which was a fun one to do. Check that out. And thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Rob Patron TV. Let me know what you think of the show and share your food hot takes with me. I am going to do a episode at some point where I share your hot takes and give you my responses. Don't DM them to me, though. Just put them on the pages. It's all good. I will read them. And, of course, make sure to follow, subscribe, bookmark, whatever you do on your podcast listening service of choice so you don't miss any new episodes. Hot Takes on a Plate is on them all. And if you can rate us, please do. Five stars, of course. If you can leave a comment, that would be great as well. Hot Takes on a Plate is part of the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Check them out at B-L-E-A-V.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. If you believe in Hot Takes on a Plate, we'll see you next week. I'm Rob Patron. Till next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.